0: what the fuck are the editors doing is basically a constant segment.
1: Well, the editors are the producers. Cause that's the, the editors do a lot of what the producers tell them to. Oh,
0: that's fair.
2: to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the Survivor podcast that asks the question, do you really need water to survive? I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Stephen. And we also have a special guest from many things, but most importantly from the Unranked podcast, video producer, great human, Christian Humes.
1: I am very excited to be here. My... Uh, so my fiance—I almost called her my partner because I got tired of calling her my girlfriend after so long. Uh, my fiance now is also has had enough of me watching Survivor nonstop these last few weeks. So I guess I'll just do—I don't know. Do you typically do a little guest intro here? How does this work? Well, what's yeah, the yeah?
2: Absolutely. Give us give us a rundown. Like, t- tell us about you.
1: All right. Well, I recently—I'm no longer at G4, but I used to be a producer for G4 TV. I was, one of the shows I produced was Name Your Price, which was a game show. It was sort of like a uh, 70s price is right for dirt bags is kind of how i like to think about it but in like a good way you know in like a good way because it was kind of like hey how much is this price like of this item except it would be a taxidermied squirrel dressed up like a cowboy you know it wasn't (laughs) colgate you know it was it was weird disgusting it was how long is it going to take this person to dig through the garbage and find a chicken bone that's been eaten and like everyone guesses the amount of time. it was It was very gross and weird and funny. But producing those shows, I spent a lot of time literally just making games for them. And I know, Steve, because we've had you on the Unranked Podcast, which is a podcast that I produce and host, part of that show, literally from the outset, was it's 50% video games, 50% game show. Now it's like, 20% game show just because it's gotten bloated over the
2: years (laughs) Um,
1: but yeah I've I've come up with a lot of games and I mean I think my favorite thing about Survivor is you know the challenge aspect of it and it's going to be very interesting to talk about this episode today because basically the last few weeks since I have had a lot of free time I've watched seasons 20 through 37 of Survivor I've watched 17 seasons of Survivor in the last uh, three weeks so far and it's a very different show today than what it was, you know, what is this, 18 years ago? 19? Like, how long ago is this October now? October of 2001. 20? Okay, wow. Okay, so 20 years ago is is when this came out. 22 or 21-ish, I guess, yeah, is how long it is. So, very different show. It's a very, very different show. The only thing that's basically the same is Jeff
0: Probst. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, even Jeff isn't the same. I mean, I'm speaking, so, uh, I I have only seen... David and Goliath, because that was the one on Netflix made me go, Ooh, let me watch Survivor again. And then, oh, that 41, one I just watched it's great. Yeah, it's a great season. 41, 42, and then part of 43, because it's still coming out. But Jeff is so different in seasons one and two, and now the first episode of season three. He's much less confident and much less plastic than he is.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. I mean,. He's still really thoughtful with the kind of questions he asks, except now he comes from it as, like, a master of Survivor and as a real, like, producer Mm -hmm. of the show. He's clearly very involved in, like, the construction of the show and the challenges and the twists. He's not just there as a host like a lot of these, like, executive producers are. And that comes from his journalism background, I believe. That's why he's so good at asking the right questions. However, like... I think the confidence, yes, but that's that's more just a function of his experience. But otherwise, he's still like, even in the early seasons, very like sharp with everything that's happening currently in the show. And he knows how to, at Tribal Council, like ask the right questions to make people blow up their own games, like just for the entertainment of the show.
0: We've, we've talked actually a couple, there's a couple of moments in season one and season two that Jeff has asked questions that are a little too on the nose, where he's just like, is outing somebody in front of absolutely everyone. Jeff, you know too much here. Maybe uh, let's let's (laughs) calm this down. But we love those moments.
1: Part of that, though, is so those tribal councils go so much longer than what are on TV I mean, it's kind of like Shark Tank. Shark Tank, you know, you watch it, and it's like 10 minutes, those pitches. But the actual pitches, they're in there for over an hour, usually. These tribals have gone for several hours before, contestants will tell you. But we watch, and it's like eight minutes long. So sometimes we see those on-the-nose questions. We're like, oh, you gave it away. But we could have been missing the 40 minutes prior. Where someone says something that led him to asking that question. They just cut right to it. Because it's like, we're going to give you the meat and the potatoes. And we're, gonna, we're not giving you any of the appetizers. We're not worried about all the other things. We don't need the table setting. We're just going to get right to it. because so they only have an hour to do the whole show.
0: Right. That's a fair point.
1: I feel like yeah. people would like, in theory, to watch the full Tribal Councils. But it would probably be really boring.
0: No, I don't think I'd want that.
1: Like, you'd, you'd be hitting the fast forward button, I think most of the time
2: intrigue standpoint i would love to see an uncut survivor just one episode i couldn't watch the whole thing that but just to see the process and to see all all the cameraman well we did see one cameraman in this episode and i will talk about that later but man
1: they do a very Uh, good job at hiding them they They do. do a good job all right, well, I guess uh, we're getting into it now,
0: right?
2: Is yeah, this... shall we get into the episode? <laughs> oh, do we have any emails
0: we need to go over first? Yes, we have a lot of
2: emails, and they're lengthy emails, so I'm going to skip it for this one, and okay. we're going to come back, because that's going to take us a good 15 well, minutes. You, you guys do we mail from the jump. that today. If you want to send us emails, so at SurvivorTBT on Twitter, if it still exists, SurvivorTBT at gmail.com,
0: or you can hit us up on Reddit, you SurvivorTBT. Any criticism you can send to uh, the unranked podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, if you don't like our show, yeah,
2: <laughs> don't 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 harass them, harass us. We it's it's email it.
1: at unrankedpodcast.com. dot com.
2: There you go. Ah. Well, I just guessed. <laughs> but I will promote them. I will promote them later. Do go check out the unranked podcast. Good bunch of people. But for now, three three hundred
1: fiftieth episode this week.
2: Whoa, you're right.
1: Which is. That. Which is close to how many episodes I feel like I've watched of Survivor in the last three
2: weeks. So it's like,
1: <laughs> I've basically I've watched almost a season a day for the last three weeks. Wow! So that's
2: insane. That's that, a lot. that's like COVID levels right there.
1: Yeah. Cool. It's um, it's it's insane.
0: <laughs> Jared, the where are we now? Yes, this episode came out on October 11th of 2001. Uh, so, previous season wrapped up April, May, I think, of 2001. A few things have happened in the world. <laughs> you don't say. There's two buildings, or more than two buildings, in New York that are no longer there. Yeah. Whoopsie doodle. Did this did this get pushed
2: back from its original air date, or was this scheduled here?
0: I didn't dig that deep. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I tend to look at more things around the date, because I don't want to accidentally get spoiled by looking up things about Survivor. That's a good point you got there.
1: Yeah, I I have the wiki open just uh, because there was no way I was going to remember everyone's names. (laughs) So I will say like there's no delays like it, it could have started earlier, I guess, but they film these typically in the summer and then air them. At least now they do. They'll film two seasons in the summer and one's in the fall and then one's in the spring. I would assume that hasn't changed significantly, but I also don't know. I don't know what the weather was like in Africa, you know, in our summer. So it's possible it was pushed back, but I would guess that it wasn't right. Just it was a, It came out literally a month after September 11th. It was October 11th was the first episode, so yeah. I would think it wasn't. I would think they were probably like people need TV. People need to like turn their brain off and watch stuff, so they put it out. It would yeah. be my guess.
2: I do think about that the, the Rudy Giuliani bit where he goes on Saturday Night Live back when he was an actual human, <laughs> or at least cosplaying <laughs> yeah, when he was, as yeah. one. But,
1: when he was just married to his cousin, but not like trying to destroy yep. democracy.
2: <laughs> yeah, just the, just the fun bits where they, he goes on and he's like talking with the cast and he's joking. Like, and the cast comes up behind him. I don't remember who it was. Or no, it, it's the 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 owner. The who is that of Saturday Night Live? Yeah, there's like oh, jo- uh,
1: Lauren is what's his yeah, name? Is Yeah, Lauren Ron Michaels. Yeah.
2: And he he comes up with Rudy Giuliani and he's like, "Can we be funny?" And Rudy Giuliani replies with why start now
0: Ha! like oh yeah.
2: yeah oh how time changed that's a good yeah <laughs> uh,
0: so in the week i just looked up a week before this episode came out except for you know obviously the big news and mm. it was still a pretty jam-packed week so san francisco giant slugger barry bonds guy you might have heard of just spent mm. this whole week breaking records the most walk-offs in a season, tied the MLB home runs in a single season, and then beat it the next game. Another one, George W. Bush creates the Department of Homeland Security. That oh, didn't shit. exist in the first two seasons of Survivor. Wow. Yep. UK talent show Pop Idol debuts, which is the precursor to American Idol. So American Idol hadn't come out yet. I mentioned it in a previous season, and I was wrong. It does not come out until 2002. Okay. Wow. <laughs> And during this week, the U.S. invasion of Afghanistan starts with an air assault and covert operations on the ground.
2: Uh, And And
0: we're we're in Africa. And then we stay there for a long long time. Long time. Yep. Survivor did outlive the Afghanistan war. That's good. Thank God. (laughs) Um, The number one song on the charts was Fallen by Alicia Keys. Oh, hell yeah. It's a bop. And then uh, some of the top box offices for that week are American Pie 2. The Musketeer, oh, Shrek, The Fast and the Furious, and Jurassic Park three. We have
2: entered Shrek meme world. We were in the Shrek days. Oh man!
1: I, Shrek memes probably didn't start till like two thousand five, two thousand six. I feel
0: like memes didn't right? exist until like two thousand nine.
1: <laughs> I mean, memes have always exist, but not not in not not until two thousand nine. Memes were have been around for. I feel like memes became a thing on a mass scale by the time around MySpace hit. That's fair. Right? Like the first true like real large social media was probably because before that there were memes but they were much smaller scale and it was like if someone sent you a meme it was kind of like oh look at this one because you haven't seen that many memes. It was like you know jokes would proliferate the internet. It was almost like email chains still back then too. People would send each other emails and stuff. But they, you know, then they just became scams and psycho garbage, and they still look like they're from 2005. I think.
0: <laughs> Which un- completely unrelated to Survivor, but they're intentionally made to be stupid. Those scams because they don't want to yeah. try to trick smart people. They want to trick the dumbest people possible. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah they're trying to take advantage of people. But yeah, the I other- mean, people that make those things would probably do well on Survivor.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: I can't argue with it. So, I, that's Some very, of the most manipulative people
1: are the best players.
2: <laughs> it brings up a good question. Jared and I are about the same age. You're a, a little bit older. Was, was MySpace like your, your first real foray into social media?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had like a GeoCities and stuff before that. I had like several of those. I yeah, So I, I graduated high school in 2005. So GeoCities was, I think a Google actually bought it eventually. I could be wrong. Could have been Yahoo. It could have been a Yahoo joint. But it was you could go and get a whatever dot dot com, and it was like a built-in blogger. That's where like all of a, ve- a lot of very big blogs either came from, like Geocities, or they Geocities kind of emulated them. But there was a lot of people that started out like writing on the internet for like Geocities, and then they went to like a smaller blog. And a, but that that goes way back. That's probably like the closest thing to anything like a other than forums, right? Forums, I guess, would be. The thing that predates MySpace well, and even GeoCities. Yeah, but with AIM you're you're not really talking to strangers?
0: Oh yeah, fair enough.
1: Right. That's the that's the thing. So AIM is like text message on your computer before people had cell phones to text each other. That's that's what AIM was for. It was like I get home from school where I hated being at school. But then like but where you could talk to all your friends and then I would just go on my computer so I could talk to my friends on the computer. Like that's what AIM was. But it, it mostly ended up being like, hey, are you free? Do you want to hang out? And then you would go hang out and then like, you know, you'd be chatting up girls that you're interested in on AIM or like that's 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 what that was. In the 2000s, because people didn't have texts. And when you were, you know, 15, you didn't have like a beeper. And as someone that graduated in 2005, I'd say kids in high school having cell phones started around the time I left. But it was mostly like older high schoolers like myself. And we're talking about like the Nokia phone. You know, we're not talk like we're still a couple years away from even the first most primitive iPhone at that point. So it's the, the Internet has changed everything including survivor i think because of the discussions you wouldn't ever have a there was no such thing or place for a podcast there wouldn't have been a post show that where people talk about survivor. like none of those things would have happened so it's that's one of the benefits you have for doing a show like this right now it's like there are a lot of people that were fans of that show who are fine or finding survivor for the first time and they can do this which th- this didn't exist back then you know the mole just came back on netflix That's a show that came out so much. It's incredible. It's an incredible show. It was it also just like Survivor came from the UK. UK is uh, I still think the king of unscripted television as much as like we have taken a lot of their shows or actually they brought them over here is what actually happened. That's because our media empire is so much larger, but like the best ideas for a lot of unscripted television, whether it's like reality or reality competition show or straight up game show or comedy, they've come from the UK. The Mole, Survivor, whose line is it anyway? Uh, American Idol, like all of these things came from there. They didn't. We we took them and we made them bigger and better here, because everyone is hooked on TV and we commercialize things so much more than they than they can because they're regulated differently and there just isn't the funds for the same kinds of shows that we have. Yeah, it, it it's it's amazing. And if you watched the Mole this season. You probably didn't go do the thing that I would have thought would have been great and be like, oh, I can't wait to go on the Internet and talk to people about the mole. Because the second I watched the first episode, I was like, people are going to find the clues and figure it out on day one. Mm. And when the show ended, I went on Reddit and people immediately had already found all the hidden clues in the show. And I think that show, as good as the new season was, they didn't evolve it for today. They just made like the 2001 show in 2022, where Survivor has changed dramatically. And I think there's actually more things to discuss and go online today and talk about with Survivor. One last thing I want to say, which is crazy. I I can't be alone in people that are coming back to Survivor for the first time. So I stopped watching it basically when I went to, co- like when college started, that's when I fell off of Survivor because I just didn't have time for it. I wasn't watching television anymore. Uh, and the only TV show I was watching was like Lost, you know, which was like, cool, Survivor, but scripted. Right? It was it was amazing. I got Hurley's backpack right there from the show. Yes. I bought that in the lost auction. So it's like I haven't watched it since two thousand six. I've come back and I start watching it now, and there are some characters in some seasons, and I call them characters because they were casted because they're so over the top about everything.
0: We actually I'm not gonna say we, any names. <laughs> we call the people that we see on TV characters because we know yeah. that we're not seeing their whole personhood. So, no, that's actually language we use all the time in this podcast Good. because we're referring to what we see of them on the screen and then, like, maybe, like, little excerpts we get from, you know, where are they now and stuff like it, that. It's, and so much it's hard because blending. you don't
1: want to strip them of their humanity, though, too, right? <laughs> like,
0: no, of course not. <laughs> uh, I
2: wish, but sometimes producing does do that and strips yeah. them oh. of any yes. sort of agency that they had.
1: Yeah, because the audience is the more important thing 99% of the time, sometimes things will go too far. And then it's like, well, we have to be humans about this. We can't, you know, but most of the time, it's like, well, we're, we're making a show for the audience. We're not making a show for the contestants. So which is why like, there's so many audience contestants now, right? People come on and they're, they're super fans now on the show like a lot of the people that come on now i mean i can't imagine you're going on survivor not being a huge fan of it it seems kind of crazy to do you'd be very unprepared you'd probably be eliminated right away but there were some people who i thought were just downright villains and not even just in the sense of like their portrayal on the show like it's very clear they're just like not good people so i went on twitter i typed in their name and there are people on like every week who are clearly watching for this for the first time and just like angrily like tweeting at them and like being like, I hate this person. I can't believe you did this. And it's like, you can just go back and I, I can't believe that. Like how many people must be watching this season like I am for the first time, like 15 years later, five years later, or 20 years later. And they're so mad about what they're seeing that they're going and attacking these people. And now when I saw that, I was like, well, I'll never go on this show. I wouldn't even consider it because it seems like today the worst part about being on survivor is living in the age of the internet
2: <laughs> it's fair honestly yeah. fair we we did we just finished up a a season where the the first eliminated from season 2 has a full on breakdown in the reunion Ooh. special of how awful she was treated by the media after she had left and that was
0: pr- pre that was, twitter pre that was 2001 yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah twitter wouldn't even exist for six years at that point you know
0: crowdsourced the bullying because like it's not tabloids (laughs) going after you anymore it's just random people on twitter
1: oh man it's brutal (laughs) it's so
0: brutal
2: funny that you mentioned that though uh casting is open for this this summer's filming of survivor so
0: and you submitted
2: i have not submitted oh yet yeah it's a possibility.
1: Every day while watching this show, I would go back and forth between: Do I want to go on Survivor or do I want to work on Survivor? And I think I've decided I want to work on Survivor. I don't want to go on Survivor. That's because, a better
2: option and the more sustainable. option. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Although I think it's probably really exhausting as well. I think it's it, probably it's really. It's got
2: to be full on for it's a sprint. Yeah, two months. Yeah. Well, no, four months because you double it up. Four months. Of well, time, and, then,
1: and then all of. of- all the time preceding that, where you have to build the games, test the games, be there. You have to find the locations, find place where you're gonna like hide things in the game. Like there's so many things you're gonna have to pre-plan and do. You're probably there for as long as you're there filming before you're filming.
2: I am. I'm gonna cut us off here because we're gonna. We could spend hours. Yeah, just talking
1: yeah, okay. About I'm this. sorry. <laughs> but
2: we, no, no, no. You're good. We do have to get to the episode though. I oh yeah. We have we have the whole cast to analyze and break down. So why don't we just start off with that before we get into the episode breakdown. First impressions. First impressions. So we will go, I have the, the whole list of everyone in alphabetical oh, order. I see it. Let us yeah. start with the Boran tribe. So we have two tribes, Boran and Sambaru, which are actually named after real African tribes. Cool.
0: So this, okay. isn't,
2: this isn't a translation thing that they just
0: threw in lake, or I know they like to do that. Uh, last season was kangaroo and alligator. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'll tell you, they, while watching the show, every time I'm kind of like, man, it's so cool. I love these sets and these props. And I'm like, are any people ever offended by like this, though? Like the way that we're using like other people's cultures? It feels like I, I it's hard to we tell talk about that.
0: We talk about that a lot. And <laughs> one thing that already makes me a little dicey about this season, we did not get to know or see any of the people, like the people that live in or around Borneo, except for the weird Mm. bar scene that was (laughs) impromptu. We don't get to see or know anything about the Aborigines or anyone that lives in the Australian outback, except for a very small group of cowboys that come in for one reward challenge. We have now already seen African children chasing a car. Yeah. And we have named the tribes after actual tribes. And I'm like, okay, are we... Are we going to be treating the actual people that live there like they are non-human? Because we've now put them in non—like we've now we usually name it after animals or things in the land, and we've named it after actual tribes. And I'm not saying it's going to go that direction, but I'm—I'm. It makes me concerned. We're going to toe that line. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's—it's better to at least be asking the questions while you're doing these things than it is to just to be like, well. Right. Because then at least hopefully you're you're trying to make the most lawful choice you can, because I'm sure there are some people out there that probably are of the opinion that like just the conceit of the show itself might be problematic in some way or another. Right. It's like and I, I think that's not an entirely unfair argument to have. But again, it's just like everyone's going to have a very different perspective on it. And you know, as like a white guy living like in America, I, I can't, I can't ever possibly like know, like, oh, you're, cool. you know, it's like they didn't go to Italy and like put fake Italian mustaches on people, like they're, you know, they're not, they're not doing like that. They're not necessarily like dressing people in, like the clothes. So like, there's a lot of places they could have gone wrong that they didn't. That a lesser show would have done. But these earlier seasons, I think, are a lot less thoughtful than the current ones because you've seen, yes. so Jared, you've seen some of the new ones where they do like the outreach episodes and stuff like that that's that's good i think you know like i'm assuming it, or it could, i could be wrong about this but it feels like all of the modern seasons have a reward challenge where you go out into like the village and they like bring supplies and like they interact
0: i'm i'm concerned that's going to happen this season and it's just going to wreak Ooh. a white savior where it's like yeah cool we yeah. came yeah. this area where people live this is yeah. where they, this is their home and we're like all right but us. Yeah. Us, us, mostly white Americans are gonna plop down right here and like, oh, but and look, we brought you some food, and they're like, you, 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 even you're fucking twelve feet from me, and now we're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You live in my backyard.
2: And I, I do actually think that they they kind of toe that. They had those moments where they would go out into the community, they would give back, they would say, oh, here, bunch of school children, here's school supplies, whatever. And now, I, I do think in the post-40 world, we've kind of dipped back the other way. It could be mm. a little bit because of COVID. And
0: maybe because oh, it's yes, the same, yes. it's yeah. Fiji, so yeah. it's always the same people. Yeah. I They're like, ah, yes, cr- thank you for the second second thing of school supplies. You were here three yeah. weeks ago.
1: COVID probably here. is a big part of it, though. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. That,
1: that is do true. have a nice
2: working relationship with the, the people of Fiji, so yeah. I imagine that there's plenty of give back that we're not seeing. Sure. Yeah.
1: You're Um, distracted
2: again. We're distracted. Yeah, let's go back. So we're talking
1: about the cast. Yeah. (laughs) got Boran.
2: (laughs) This happens all the time, so get used to it. I mean,
1: that's what a podcast is.
2: Yeah. Going down the line, Boran, alphabetical order, starting with Clarence Black, a a 24 from Detroit, a high school basketball coach.
0: We got our our Clarence here. We get a lot of Clarence in this episode. We'll probably talk more about Clarence into the actual episode sure i have
2: one issue here mm-hmm. why are we have had three black men uh-huh in survivor so far yep. in three seasons two of which have been basketball coaches
1: i mean I, I feel like you could just make a blanket statement that up until even like the the very most modern seasons they've done a very bad job at casting anyone that's not white yes
0: <laughs> yeah, but we will, we will continue to call it out every season because it's always in yeah. new and interesting ways. Like, Jervis was was mostly, like, given a pretty fair shake for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he—the he, only reason I say that is because he was given the lazy black man edit, but then he went on camera and was like, I'm being lazy so I can compete <laughs> in the challenges. I'm like, well, that's, that's hard to argue with if you're going to come for out sure. and be like, I'm sure. being lazy. Nick got fucking screwed, and now we have— Food crimes and other accusations this whole episode. So, yeah, we'll get more into that. Wild.
2: Down the line, Tom Buchanan, 45, from Rich Valley, Virginia, a
0: goat farmer. He's the Hopsburg of the Appalachians. I, you're going to have to explain that joke. I don't know what that is. The Hopsburgs were incredibly inbred, and he looks like he's from West Virginia. Ah. Oh, fuck. He's from, <laughs> he is from regular Virginia. <laughs> He's, oh, regular Virginia. Okay. (laughs)
2: Brilliant. We have Jesse Camacho, 26, Orlando, Florida, a deputy sheriff. I believe that's Jesse, the second down on the left. I don't... Yes.
0: Oh, she's the one who was struggling for water. The one who was like, I am dehydrated. I have not drank anything. Not the one who, like... Not the one that passes out. No, not the one who passes out. That
2: was Diane. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. The one who's like, oh, I... Like, we're not going to sleep at all tonight. Like, we're just going to be up drinking water. Yeah. yeah. She seems fun. Yeah. Yeah. I liked her vibe. Yeah. Jared, we've, we've gone like...
1: She's a cop.
2: Oh, a cab. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, yeah. we've gone like, what, two minutes now and you haven't said anything about that?
0: Wow. The Survivor Turning Back Time podcast does not support police.
1: <laughs> Every sure. time there's a cop on the show that I like, I'm so mad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're now two for two. I mean, very small sample size of Jesse, but two for two on cops on this show that I like. And I don't I'm not happy about that. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate I mean, the, yeah, we'll the Ken it. The Kensington thing
1: is is both very good and very limited. It feels like up until like, again, these very modern seasons, mm. like the uh, outside of even the last like, I don't know, eight seasons. It feels like there's always a cop. There's always someone from the military. There's always a teacher. There's always like no, every for... time.
0: What do you mean? They locked down the very underrepresented goat yeah. farmer Democrat. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Well, there's also always a farmer, right? The, yeah, like, true. They're like a cow farmer or a goat farmer. Or, you know, like there's, there's a very specific – there's someone who's a nerd, right? Like there's a very specific casting that mm-hmm. happens until, I don't know, 2016 maybe era? Like it feels yeah, like that's they, where things really have started to change.
2: They're definitely checking boxes here and it's it's pretty damn obvious yeah. after yeah. three in a row. Yep.
1: Yep. Moving on. Uh... Ellie
2: Goldsmith, twenty-two San Diego, a behavioral research analyst. Yep, top top right.
0: Okay. I have never seen that woman in my life, so she probably wins. <laughs> <laughs> she was on the show, I think. Either she's Amber or she wins.
1: she um she didn't do a lot but like again like you always you always kind of can tell especially in the first episodes who's going to be involved in like getting eliminated because it's they're telling that person's story in that episode yeah but it's true there are a lot of people who go a lot farther who like you don't see a lot at the beginning i mean you know (laughs)
0: from this picture she looks like a predator and i mean like like a uh, like alien versus predator not like michael scoopin um she has like she has like the like hair like pulled back into like the sort of like cone head shape i think
1: it's just an unflattering picture it's not honest. a good picture
0: <laughs> i think it's poor just, poor angle. i think
1: it's yeah it's just an unflattering i mean her photo <laughs> unlike others here does it, it looks like she was having a rough day when they took this this photo versus other people's photos. It, <laughs> some people it, it look does like look fresh.
2: Weirdly candid compared to the uh, these other yes. ones.
1: Well, I mean, so I'm looking on on the survivor fandom page, and like okay. you can tell which a lot of these photos are cutouts, right? And so like sure. her picture oh. is like out in the wilderness. Hers looks like, whereas like some of these other people look like oh they were like fresh and clean when they took these photos, so. Mm-hmm. I think she got a bit of a raw deal here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to Kim Johnson, 56, Oyster Bay, New York, a retired teacher. It's uh, third down on the
0: right. How hard was it not to cast two Kims? (laughs) How hard?
1: It's a great question.
0: This is going to be a problem the entire season for us.
1: It's It's a great question.
0: How could they not have the foresight to know that 21 years down the road, a podcast would be made reviewing their seasons where they have to talk about people in depth and having the same name would be a problem.
1: <laughs> I mean I think I think what they thought was one of these people will go by their last names. And it'll be Powers. Because there's a Kim Powers and it's like who are you gonna call? You're gonna call Johnson or Powers? You're gonna go Powers.
0: you're yeah, gonna go Powers. This one's Kim Powers. Powers is on Moran. This, this is Johnson. Kim Johnson oh, is Johnson. Johnson, Johnson is
1: okay. dang. Yeah, the retired teacher.
0: Okay. I don't have much hope of her making the merge. She looks frail. <laughs> I mean she would is she look- the, she's the oldest by far.
1: Was she the one who told them to pour the water out?
0: I don't know, but if she—that was the stupidest thing on the entire episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was one of the I dumbest things I've ever seen happen on all of Survivor.
0: I screamed <laughs> at the
2: TV. It was either her or it was Diane.
1: Yeah. It, well, if it was, I mean, now, now, yeah. Obedience. I mean, God, I I couldn't believe it. I watched this, like, two hours ago so that it was fresh because I've watched so much Survivor recently that it was like, oh, I I can't watch any other Survivor after I watch this, so I'm just going to wait. And then I and then I put it on, you know, like, a couple hours ago so that it was fresh. And that was easily one of the dumbest things I've seen anyone do on all of Survivor. <laughs> Let's pour out two-thirds of our water while we're out here in what is arguably almost like a, it's a desert. It is
0: a <laughs> he says they're driving the equator line i don't know if that's true but jeff says like right here we're on the equator like and you're just like yeah we'll we'll just we don't need all this water yeah they're in Um, kenya absurd Uh, let me
2: i have this right the shaba national reserve in kenya insane wow oh And then Diane, Diane Ogden, 42, from Lincoln, Nebraska, a USPS mail carrier. Little ditty.
0: Of our now three first boots, Sure. she is the probably, well, yeah, probably the strongest of the three first boots. If you put all three of them in a competition together, she would beat Sonia and Deb. And that's about all I can say about her. It's a
2: low bar. It's
0: a very low bar
2: lex vandenberg 38 santa cruz california a marketing manager got it right there lex, lex is a cool, cool looking dude he's punk as shit i like him yeah this is i mean what yes. we're, we're getting into the real heavy punk era oh 90s we're, we're coming out of yeah 90s punk slash grunge into 2000s
0: pop punk yeah
1: yeah hey, looks I like mean, he
0: looks like he could be in blink 182
1: he's like an elder gen x guy So he seems like he's also kind of like an asshole, right? (laughs) Like, he definitely seems like he's punk, but also, like, he's, like, kind of a dick, right? Like, he's playing it nice, like, oh, I'm a cool guy, but I, I don't know. And again, I don't remember anything else from this season other than, like, who won, which it was so crazy to me when I started flipping through the old seasons to figure out where to start. And I was like, oh, this person won, this person won. Just, like, the second I saw their faces, I remembered. I don't know he seems like he might be an asshole but i could be wrong i hope i'm wrong because now i'm gonna watch the rest of the season because i started the first episode
2: <laughs> was it jarring because i know you've been watching you've been watching more of the newer seasons and that's the whole reason why i'm like christian should come on and, and really talk about the show because you you said on unranked that like oh i've been getting into survivor again I'm like perfect it's great timing Is it's, it jarring it's- going back and uh thrown into standard definition
1: it, well first of all that's why i started at 20 because the last season i saw was 14 that was the last one i remember anything about and who won etc and i was like all right let me load up 15 and 15 started and i was like all right where's hd start and then i was like okay i'm gonna get a little bit i'll just start with 20 and i started with 20 and survivor old older survivor put a lot more implication on it the actual survival aspect of it which i think was like fun for the beginning of the show and i think it 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 needed to kind of go away to an extent that it has for the show to continue and change and 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 like be viable long term because it feels cruel at times like and not and, and less enjoyable
0: we talk about this all the time through australia that, like, it was cool for, like, three episodes, and then we're like, yeah. oh, my God, these people are just suffering. Like, there's not even yeah. anything interesting happening, because they're just laying around suffering. And my first thought when we saw them in the truck in Africa was, oh, shit. Oh, shit, this is going to be so much worse.
1: And that's, that's I think, part of why I was like, I'm going to start closer to, like, 20 because I just need it to feel a little bit more modern. And I also just want the people to be a little bit more modern because, again, the people we're watching right now, they're basically an entire generation older. So anyone that's, you know, in their, like, mid to late 30s, like, they're older Gen X people, whereas today they'd be, like, older millennials. And so anyone that's above that, like, we have, like, the boomers. And so then you have to think about who the audience is for this show, and it's primarily, like, boomer age people. And, you know, it's just that's the culture at the time. There's just so much more, like, bootstrap bullshit and, like, mm-hmm. suffering. Like, suff- it's suffer porn is, like, what this is, you know? It's, like, pain porn for people. And I, I people don't want that anymore. They want to see people, like, actually, like, play a game. They want it to be, like, both physical and psychological. And with this, it's... If you're good at just, like, wading through shit, you're going to have a much better shot than other people. But is, is that fun? Is that, like something i want to watch more than once like maybe not as much no
2: how much human suffering
0: can we as an audience yeah which i yeah so i i actually do enjoy going back and seeing the bootstraps bullshit because it's so fun to make fun of
1: sure Um, yes yes and
0: the amount of progress i mean like listen shit ain't perfect it's 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 december 2022 shit ain't perfect but
1: it isn't anywhere though
0: how far <laughs> we've come from 2001 to now—it's
1: incredible, insane. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a different society in, in, yeah. at, at times,
0: but it also and in, a lot of how, in a lot of ways it is, and in a lot of good ways it is.
1: Depends on where you live, who your friends are, who your family are. If that's true as well, you know, I live in Los Angeles, like I, I have a very different lifestyle and a very different network of friends and family than I think a lot of other people do you know leaving this bubble is always surprising to me when i when i <laughs> meet them like i'm like what do you think oh man you guys are out of your fucking minds over here so it, you know watching it it is humbling almost at times to be like oh wow we've made so much progress <laughs> but boy were we dumb
2: the world has come a long way it really has mm. we still got a way to go but we've we've yeah. come Quite a long way, and network television has come a long way, which I can appreciate. Yeah, I'm going to round out this tribe real quick. We have Ethan Zone 27, New York. Yeah, a professional soccer player.
0: I think Ethan's going to be a star of this season.
2: What makes you say that?
0: He's very charismatic. He's very handsome. Mm. He seems to have been he to taken the de facto leader of the tribe role in a time when that isn't a death sentence. Uh, and actually is a boon like you know Colby was the de facto leader of his tribe and nobody ever came for him. Mm. So, uh, yeah, if, that's true. If, if Baran ends up like with more people at the merge, I could see him being a very strong candidate into like a final 4. Mm. Okay. I my biggest question is I I've, I've never lived in New
2: York. I've I know how like tight and compact it is. Where are you finding professional soccer leagues in New York that aren't the MLS?
0: A good question
1: i mean he's i would sick. assume it was mls right
2: i don't it could be yeah I'll, I'll look it up later i don't think it was but who knows
1: it, it might not have been it, it you know I, I don't know what it would have been though otherwise if not I also maybe he's be
0: surprised if soccer is more popular in new york it, it is a city of immigrants um so there might yeah. you know it's the boroughs oh, are no, not it, created it, equal. There it, are some with a lot more space than others. It absolutely is more popular in New York than where
2: I'm from, where we just got an oh. MLS team in like 2018.
0: It
1: is uh, Football is going to blow up here in the US. It is going to get huge. Like LA now got its second team just a year or two ago. And now everyone loves like the, the Los Angeles football club. And today Queens, like New York just like approved a very expensive new york city football club stadium in queens that they're going to build like today that was announced so yeah it's it's becoming much more popular i think partially because i think baseball has stagnated and there are a lot of people that don't want their kids playing football and so their kids are playing soccer and those kids have grown up and now are fans of soccer and there are a lot more people who watch things internationally and we all interact with people on the internet internationally very like much more than We used to, and we see how big soccer is, and it's weird for us to not be a part of that. Like, you know, like we're all indoctrinated to think like we're the best at everything growing up when we were kids, and it's like, well, why aren't we fucking involved at all? Like, when the World Cup shows up, like we're a joke. So why aren't we, you know? And that's never going to change until there's a generational shift. And I think it's not going to happen now, but in ten to fifteen years, the the American World Cup teams are going to be much more viable than they ever have been because you're going to have a generation of adults who grew up playing and caring about this stuff so yeah okay, i you... i 20 years ago i don't know what he was doing though
2: if <laughs> any of the uh commercials that are on right now they have a chance this year <laughs> yeah i guess yeah. they don't but yeah no the ads during nfl games sure say they do <laughs> uh jumping we... over to samburu
1: yeah That's samburu happy. okay
2: we have carl carl bilisioni I definitely said that wrong, but 46, Winter Springs, Florida, a dentist.
0: He's the third understudy on check of for the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> what a specific call out. I like
1: it. <laughs> he does look like him though.
0: <laughs> he's just, he's the, he's the, the backup stand in. Yeah. You know, when you need the over the shoulder
2: shots. I d- he, he is our one medical professional, except he's a dentist.
0: Hey, if anyone's teeth starts going bad, you know who to call. Check those boxes. Honestly,
1: they probably have to know how to do CPR.
0: To be on the show? Uh, the cameraman, at least.
1: No, I mean, like, as a dentist, because I would imagine there are people that have adverse effects to possibly, like, materials they're using, whether it's, like, an anesthetic or something. Like, they probably, I would, I think most medical professionals have to know at least things like CPR.
2: That makes sense. God, I would hope so. But the, the more I, I learn and grow up, the more I'm like, hmm. Yeah, adults no, with yeah.
1: uh, everyone's heavy making everything
2: degrees up. Degrees <laughs> don't necessarily know things. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Just because yeah. you have status does not mean you are intelligent. No. Unfortunately.
1: No, you just might have like rich parents or something.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, who's next? Teresa
2: Cooper. Teresa okay. Cooper, 48, from Jackson, Georgia, a flight attendant.
1: 46 oh interesting on the wiki it has 42 oh yeah oh. <laughs> they don't... Oh, she's in right. her 40s
2: she's 42 carl's 46 and my ages jumbled together yeah i don't really have any strong opinions on teresa they
0: didn't yeah really show don't... this much this episode no i agree
2: i mean we
1: I, didn't I spend I as much time with we... sambaro period <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know. Yep, this is the curse of the first episode in that you're pretty much only going to spend time with the tribe that goes to tribal council. We yeah. get a little bit of Sambaru before the challenge, but not much. Yeah, no.
2: On the top right of our page, Silas Gaither, 23 from LA, a bartender.
0: He is. Oh, I remember who he is. Yes, I I like him quite a bit actually. I think he's going to be a little bit of a shit starter around camp. We already we gave him the. What I'll call the gossip gay edit, where he's, like, mocking someone behind their back. Right? Wasn't that Silas? No,
2: I think that was Brandon.
0: The other bartender. Which... They're both bartenders are on the same tribe? Correct. It's a little confusing. <laughs> okay, well then, take back everything I said. Silas is my is my pick for who I think wins then, because I, I got him <laughs> mixed up with the other one. With Ethan? Uh, with the other bartender. Oh, okay. No, Ethan, I think, probably doesn't quite make it to the end, but gets really, really close. Okay. Silas is my early, vo- or is my early winner pick. Gotcha. If Sambaru is in the dominant position after the merge. Sure.
2: As, mm. as we find out in these early seasons, that is way more important than later on. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Garrison, 43, from Odessa, New York, a telephone technician... This is our ex-military guy.
0: Frank's gonna be yeah. endless
2: entertainment value
0: for this podcast. Welcome yeah. to
2: Keith, round two, baby. Yeah, he does seem like he's he's trying to be the the power position and order everyone around at ev- any
0: given point. You take you take the awfulness of Keith. Add in the two brain cells both fighting for third place of Sean and you get him and I'm very excited to rip him down to the studs
1: but that's also first impression right like yeah. so many the the first in my opinion the first like two tribal councils are probably some of the hardest to get through because so many people break within the first like 6 maybe 9 days of the show where they realize, like, oh, I was not prepared to be hungry. I was not prepared to not have water. I was, like, th- and and they just start, br- like, people just spiral. They self-destruct. Actually, they do, like, really, then. you know, like, a lot of people do things or act ways. Like, you, I mean, we're going to talk about the uh, the cherries and the beans. But, like, that, that seems like something, like, a mistake that's almost, like, man, I fucked up. And I, I believe that he really meant that when he yeah. owned up to it because it seemed like, like it was truly just like a moment of weakness. And he was just like, like, I can't handle this. Like, and so that's why he yeah. made those decisions.
0: But I, that all that's very important. I'm glad you said it, Christian. But let me give you an exact quote from Frank. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they ask him what branch you were in referring to his military service. And he says, and I quote, I was in the American branch. It's oh, called yeah. freedom.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: I don't need anything, I don't need, I now know everything about Frank I need to know, and I'm gonna enjoy it every second he's on the screen. Uh. Well,
1: and so here's the crazy part about that to me, right? When when that played, because one of the things with a lot of the older seasons is, there's so much, like, just jingoism, and, like, mm-hmm. military just fucking, like, oh, we love this, and, like, yeah, like, our boys in Iraq, and, like, XYZ, because cause it was just, it was... The most televised war of all time right and yep. it was so much unbelievable propaganda that i could not believe when i just saw that this was filmed it, and the filming of this ended in august so two like a, weeks before september 11th i would have assumed based on like that already that that was like a post 9-11 world So knowing that it wasn't, I'm like, oh, this has just always been here. And this 9-11 was just an excuse for these people to take over (laughs) and like just make that a part of the culture in a much (laughs) bigger way than it ever was. But like these motherfuckers have always been around. They've been drinking the Kool-Aid since day one. Like that is – that was – I couldn't believe it when he said that and then I now found out it was pre-9-11. But that sounds like – you know Christian,
0: the the false the false patriotism and war crimes are load bearing oh, to American history. What are you talking about?
1: I still just I still I carry a shred of optimism for humanity from time to time, and I just constantly am disappointed. <laughs> just, instead of instead of just like being cynical, I'm just constantly disappointed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we just have to move to the point where we hit the Futurama level of we've moved past country borders. We're just the u.s or the the world government we have a world flag an earth flag and that's just us don't
0: tell the evangelicals that they think that's how revelation starts or i
2: mean i guess in that same standpoint we just need an independence day type
0: no
1: no because we have it we had we had we had a common enemy of covid19 no you can't
0: punch a disease in the face (laughs) like you know people don't get it you can't you You have to do like kind things to make a disease go away you can't just like shoot it with an ak-47 so people don't get it
1: Uh. it's it's good we're all watching survivor though because ultimately at the end of the day we'll all be living in the survivor global warming (laughs) crisis world at some point or another
2: so it's so good this is just message
1: This is just preparation, you know, like honestly watching the newer seasons with the amount of times like we have a crazy storm coming. I'm like, boy, this show's going to get hard to make soon. Like, I don't know how (laughs) they're going to have to change their schedules dramatically. They're going to have to completely shake up where they're filming it. Like in a decade, like a lot of locations they're using, they might not reliably be able to do them there. It's going to be very difficult.
2: Okay, we got to move on because we're we're. <laughs> yeah, way it's going to be a seven-hour podcast. Sorry, I Good. can't I'm help glad. myself. <laughs> no, I love this. See, I have both you and I have Jared are the the ones that I I usually rain in Jared to do both of you at the same time. This is great. I love it. I could let you, I could honestly sit and listen for most of this. Anyway, Kim Powers, 29, from Con oh, this is going to be a problem, Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, a freelance yeah. marketer.
0: Oh, yeah. That's, that's
1: how you say it. Contra Hawken.
0: Oh, good. I think she's this one. The problem is we don't see her in a hat during this episode. That's true. And the picture has her in a hat. So I'm it like, is. she's one of these two. It's
2: I think it's bottom right. Okay. That
1: is that is a era-accurate visor from the early 2000s. That is no <laughs> <Correct>. hat.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, not, not a whole lot to go on here. I hope that she's secretly female Rich because she's also in marketing like Rich was. Because once again, we have our... Archetypes in our rosters and uh mm-hmm. have to stick with them, but I would love to see I would love to see what what the female version of Rich looks like in an early stage i do think
1: per- the like the women professionals who have like the more higher level jobs are often kind of like people don't take them as seriously as they should mm. and people don't give them credit for how much shit they had to eat to get to their positions just by being young women in a high profile job. They have to deal with so much fucking nonsense and they know how to bite their tongues. That gets them far in games. That makes them dangerous and people don't think about it.
2: They're, they're villainized for being that person. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. To where you are.
1: (laughs) Well, if women are strong, then, you know, then, then they're just like, they're a bitch is what people would say back then. Right. They wouldn't, they're not. They're not like strategic. They're not good at the game. They're just, oh, that bitch. Like that's what they would have said back then. They wouldn't yep. have said, you know. But that's how it
0: goes.
2: And that's already shown its ugly head. Yep. <laughs> Our other bartender, Brandon Quinton, 25 from Dallas, Texas.
0: This is the one who I was talking. He get he gets the sassy gay edit. I'm I am very interested in him. I think that he could he could like shake up the tribe in really interesting ways by the fact that he's, like, already willing to, like, pull people aside and, like, talk shit about them. Yeah. Great. We're here for the drama, baby. (laughs) Let's do it. It, He also
1: seems like he thinks he's the shit.
0: Oh, yeah. You have to, to to have that level of confidence. I need it. Yeah. I I need that
2: person somewhere. And it does. It's the... It's early reality TV trying to make a spectacle out of it and them seeing what worked in season one and two... And they just want more of that. Uh, Lindsay Richter, 26, from Portland, Oregon, an advertising account executive.
0: This, this is our other one that kind of looks yeah. like... I'm sure the yeah. two of them will differentiate themselves from the other one in future episodes, <laughs> is all I can say. Because, yeah, yeah. again, it's Samburu. We didn't get a whole lot of them. It's
1: true. Correct. Yeah. And, and you're finally, not going to, because you, you can't.
0: It was literally just Carl.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or, uh, no, Frank, sorry. Frank, yeah. Yeah, it was
2: just Frank that we got a lot of. In, in just a single scene of them walking to camp. And finally, Linda Spencer, 44, Boston, Massachusetts, a career counselor.
0: Linda, so far, episode one, is my favorite person on the show. Ooh, not wow. my favorite player, not my favorite character, but she has a confessional where she talks about, like, how, how like, this is... The mother continent, how, you know, she feels so in touch with the land that, you know, she's, she's so happy to be here and like very like namaste, like spiritual. Mm -hmm. And I just really appreciate it because we haven't gotten that in season one, seasons one or two. The closest we got was Colby, Keith, and Tina just yeeting statues into a river and being like, and the land helped us. So it's cool to get it from the start with someone that really seems to care. Yeah
1: yeah this is the first true hippie on survivor in a way
2: unless you count kimmy the vegetarian or the vegan sure yeah, I sure <laughs> <But>. <laughs> a different world yeah when that was controversial on tv well she was very loud about it well okay aren't we all <laughs> yeah if you have a thing and you want to stick to it i'm going to tell everybody about it hell we made a podcast about it correct <laughs> Anyway, that is our full cast. We have all 16 in 39 days. Not 44, whatever the hell we're doing. Thank God. Just 39. We've learned our lessons, kind of. We learned some lessons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm going to call this the the speed round of going through the episode. Sure. To do prevent it. us from going two hours of, of an episode. But, I do want to start with, what what's the general feel? What... What do you get from this that you haven't seen so far in Survivor? What are big changes that you've noticed from anything? I'm going to
0: start with Jared. They have to keep watch. <laughs> they have to have two people stay awake at night so that they don't get eaten by wildlife. Yeah, that's a
2: that's a danger factor that we have not seen before. What? I can't believe... I can because it's television, but I cannot believe that they allowed themselves to get in this situation where they could be in,
0: in danger at any given moment. They gave them spears! They put up a fence yeah. that they had to rebuild. But, sure. like, Jesus, do you think that cameramen all have guns? Uh, somebody has to. Yeah! Like, oh, a hippo could just walk in and just kill everyone.
1: They probably have, like, a hired ranger or something with them. They're probably paying for some security services. However, that just goes to show how in the early seasons of Survivor, someone higher up in the executive team didn't quite, you know, you only figure out what the show is and what it should be, like, as you change it. And they went the wrong direction. They, I think they went the wrong direction in season two and season three by just making it more brutal as it went on. And uh, there's a very... I mean, it's it's just so different. And it's so much better now. And I think, like, even with the seasons being shorter now, too, it's just... People don't want to see people suffering in pain anymore. Whereas back then, people wanted that. People were out for blood yeah. on TV. Well, and
0: it also doesn't... It doesn't... Part of it doesn't feel genuine, because, like, oh, like, the wildlife can kill you. But you know that you know that this doesn't end like that. Like, I joked at the end of our last season that the over-under on someone getting eaten by a hippo was, like, 0.5. Like, I think, like, I put my money that, like, half a person gets eaten by a hippo. Yeah. But, like, that doesn't happen because the show would be canceled. There's no fucking sure. way that somebody died and then they're like, all right, you know, we're going to keep going or we're going to show you. I mean,
1: they're still TV. making Wipeout. Someone died on Wipeout. <laughs>
0: someone died on, that's why they stopped making it.
1: Uh, that's part of why but it's i think they're <sighs> still making it though i love Dwight. i mean people have <laughs> died on game shows and stuff before and it hasn't and there are plenty of people that have almost died in survivor and they're still that's going true.
0: we we just watched scoop and almost die in survivor yeah yeah i mean that one was it wasn't negligence but like sure he he it, did yeah. something himself and got hurt not oh you just like oh, if, if if season two that was the he fire right yeah, away, yeah yeah yeah, yeah in the fire if Keith had gotten sucked away in that river and died, like, I don't, I don't think the show recovers from that. So
1: especially not how with it being like the second season. Right. Yeah, you know? And so,
0: yeah, so there's part of it that just doesn't feel and like, like you said, like they probably have a park ranger or something with them right off camera. Like, you can only be so ex- extreme on mm-hmm. <laughs> on a reality show before it's like, all right, what's what's happening right behind the camera that's actually keeping these people safe?
1: But with the show early on, it didn't ever feel like it was like a game, sh- a true game show in the same way it does now, and yeah, it felt it. much more like almost like a live, like social experiment documentary. And it was just it like, is. how it's much pain can we put people through? Can we break them? Let's find out. <laughs> like ah. that's like ultimately like what the show is right now. You know, like in this first episode, there's only one challenge, right? There aren't there aren't two separate war challenges. Like no, no. Yeah. They very much make sure now, like, someone, one group of people every episode is getting some kind of, like, food or comfort reward.
0: They, they, they do in pretty much every episode in season two. I think it's just, like, a first episode thing that they don't in these early seasons. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say one, episode one, two, or three, they, they like to wrap it all into a single challenge where you would get a reward and also immunity from that right. same challenge.
1: Uh-huh. But and that just goes to show like so much more of the show was about watching them try to survive as opposed to like watching the groups try to form like you know these sort of like social dynamics and like play games against each other or things like that which is ultimately just more fun. Because if it was still like it was, I wouldn't be watching it, I think. I don't yeah. think I could put myself through 40 seasons of that.
0: <laughs> Agreed. I have I have another frank quote for you all. Go on. Someone, I don't know what the context was. I think somebody being like, you know, slow down, take a break or something like that. And he was like, I had nine months of softness in my mother's womb. That's all I need. All That's right. what we look forward to all season. <laughs> what up, boomers? Frank, Frank would watch 40 seasons of human suffering, I think. Uh. Yeah, I did also write down it was Kim from Boron that asked to remove the water. Okay. Okay, that's I was looking
1: I it up. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I, I got to say, crazy.
0: Yeah, so And how,
1: are, how there were people like immediately just being like, do not fucking pour out our water is I, I don't understand at all.
0: So, so that's insane. And for context, for people who maybe haven't seen the season in a long time or just for some reason listening to us and not watching Survivor, they're given, similar to Australia, it's like, hey, take everything you can carry, but you have to carry it. Except they give them, like, a stretcher thing to carry it on. And including enough water for the first, like, three to six days. We're in the same situation. They Mm -hmm. cannot drink the water, uh, the dysentery water from the watering hole. They need to boil it. And, yeah, they decide it's too heavy. So we're just going to pour a bunch of it out. And, apparently, she decided it's
1: too... She goes, pour the water out. (laughs) No one else is saying it. She's just like, we can't carry that this whole way.
0: (laughs) What are you thinking? You're going to need it. (laughs) and apparently in the gourds that are carrying the water if the lid comes off it makes the water undrinkable from what it looks like yeah i don't know what that's about they they said it tastes like you know that it that it like smells and tastes like turpentine if you if the lid of the gourd comes off
2: my guess is they they either sealed it with something to keep the the bugs out or like they put what is iodine i know that when when out surviving you can put iodine to coat any sort of bug or enzyme to like make it pass through your body
0: Mm. so your body doesn't absorb it is essentially the whole whole point
1: yeah it helps at least
0: yeah i was i don't know why the sun would make it spoil its water i don't know how the sun and iodine interact with each other but it gave Jesse the Varner treatment of just like day one vomiting your guts out.
2: Boom. You're sick. Let's do it. I do want to point out that I think they undersold the, the water situation. Oh, I, totally. I, I think survivor did them a little dirty where everything we've seen so far is there is water plentiful everywhere. Yes. This is just a swamp. Usually
1: on a beach yep. <laughs> today, <Yeah>. at least.
0: <laughs> or even se- last season by a river yeah you still have to boil it but it's by it's a river yeah no they're like all right you're gonna have to trudge out what looks like a good like 15 minute or so walk Mm -hmm. maybe longer from from the bean incident (laughs) as it will be known and it's literally a place where the animals drink from and like shit in yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah
2: brutal dysentery central baby we even have to describe what dysentery is Mm -hmm. because of it cool i'm gonna move on christian any thoughts
1: I mean, I, the biggest thing that jumps out to me is just the location. I mean, I'm sure there are people that are like me who've had the thought like, oh, it would be cool if you did it in like a different non beach location. Obviously they kind of did that last season as well, but like really just putting them in the desert just feels mean. Yeah. Like it just feels kind of cruel and kind of punishing and makes it a little bit less fun. But we'll never get, I think, anything away from a beach ever again. Like, this feels like probably, like, I I can't remember correctly, but I don't know if they ever do anything that's, like, non-beach. Because at the end of the day, people, there are a lot of people that watch these shows who would be less interested and who would make less money if you didn't have half the cast in bikinis on the beach. That's why they'll never also do a cold season, because... you know what's not going to sell on on TV? It's like women huddled around fires and like parkas. Like they want—that's <laughs> not what they want to see visually. Like there are just a lot of meat and potatoes men who are in their like forties this season who are like, well, this uh, you know, like that—that's not what they came here for. They didn't want to just see people like turn into like human beef jerky, like fucking out roasting in the sun, <laughs> which is what it feels like this season is going to be. Yeah, that's what it feels be like.
0: So, I think the two, bi- the, or the, the, the two things we need to talk about in depth for the episode are the cherry drama and yeah. the bean drama. The bean incident. I mean, it's the same
1: package, right? It it's is just... the same
0: package. It's the opposite yeah. of the fish economy, which is a good thing, where you've been a provider for your tribe and then therefore you are the fish economy. Now you are the cherry thief.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the fact that they're getting canned food felt weird to me, too, because I know, like, on day one, they usually give them some food, but then they have, like, the rice or things like that in modern seasons, but it was, I was like, it's strange that we're getting cans of food, and I find that, like, really disconcerting as about what they're walking into they, right they now. It in,
0: they did it in season one and two. Um, okay. So far, right. we have, we're have at 100% hit rate on canned food. Um, Interesting.
1: They dropped that. I wonder when.
0: Well, it's so far, we're now three for three on it, causing drama within yeah. the tribes, <laughs> uh of it being like we have to talk about things we have to split things but like not very engaging drama to watch this is probably the most watchable of the dramas and also like cause it actually leads to like a group discussion and also okay what did you guys make of this incident what what are your overall thoughts these incidents i the cherry one I
2: see is almost nothing. Like it's it's middle school cattiness of. Oh, I think he took two. Did he take two? Oh no! They give
0: us a slow mo shot of him yeah. eating two to like look how evil he is.
2: Yeah, honestly, the that's
0: just ch- build up for the first
2: one, or for the second one. Yeah,
1: the cherry one doesn't matter in a vacuum, but because of the beans, the cherry one does matter. Because here's the thing, Mister Handsome sees him eating that second cherry, and he's like. Who does this guy think he fucking is? And I get that. But he didn't start trouble, he didn't bring it up, he didn't say anything about it. And then the beans happen and he's like, "Well, fuck this guy." Is like very much like because he knew, cuz he saw that and he and he caught it. I think that spells typically spells certain doom for you. However, <laughs> he got lucky. He got lucky that someone basically like tapped out
0: and that he is giant. Yeah. Like they they have seen these contestants have presumably seen seasons one and two. They know mm-hmm. that all of the challenges before the merge are going to be physical and that he's mm-hmm. the strongest guy on their team. They are screwed if they vote him off. Mm-hmm. So they keep Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. But also like, again, it's, I really think like a lot of people make some of their worst decisions in the first couple episodes. Yeah. Because you're just in this environment that as much as you think you're prepared for it, You get there and it's like i have not prepared for this and that's what i i really think he thought like he could get away with it and it it wasn't about like i'm gonna do this dick move it was about like this guy did not think he could like he he could manage without that food and that's why it happened it's possible that diane asked for it which is what he said And,
0: and then she and she lied it's Which they possible. They kind of make it look that way. They give
2: her a, a cheeky grin toward the camera when they're. Oh, when we they're didn't get an
1: edit it. of it. And typically we do, right? Like if someone yeah. claims that someone did something like that, like they don't usually, as far as I'm aware, hide stuff from us that way. Like if there's an answer on the show, because you don't want the show itself to be an unreliable narrator. So it's oh, it's really. But it is. <laughs> oh, no, it is. I feel like it's gotten much, much better, though. So. It, but. So it's hard to know because I'm watching it having just watched 17 seasons of the current like version of the show. And I'm just like, I want to believe that she didn't do this because they didn't show us because that's how it should work. And I don't want to feel lied to as like an as a person in the audience.
0: Or it's a thing where like, you know, he was trying to ask to be nice, but also a little bit selfish. And she was more, she sounded more enthusiastic than she actually was. Like it's, it's nuanced, but he,
1: that second cherry,
0: but Tom, mm-hmm. Tom made me very uncomfortable through this whole fight mm. and debacle. Okay. Go on. Tom was using language that was like borderline, like hate crime language sprinkled in. Like it's, it felt like he was on the cusp of dropping the N word at any given moment. like, so he he's shown clarence shows him like a handshake ahead of time like this is our tribe handshake and goes and he's like we're not doing your handshake no more boy like this is our handshake i don't know if he used the word boy but it sure felt like he did and just a lot of really like domineering holier than thou like
1: yeah i, 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 I got that vibe go from him, him as well yeah it, met, I, was, I I very much got that vibe from him and
0: i was so excited to like tom's like look at this fucking doofus goat farmer running around africa Ah, oh, he's racist shit <laughs> and it's first impressions it could change yeah but i i was uncomfortable
1: he it was weird though because he did have conversations with him and was just like all right you're gonna promise me like you're not gonna do it again and he's like all right well i forgive so i was like i i was a little torn on him he said uh, well he said well. i
0: forgive but i never forget which is no, but you shouldn't
1: you shouldn't yeah, i you do shouldn't. think yeah. like, i think stealing food from the tribe is like uh there, there has to be a really compelling reason to vote anyone else out if it's oh, not that person. Agreed. You know, it's like it's, that is
0: it's a really Ooh. bad thing to do. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like Tom's, nobody else was putting themselves in like a like was giving off the vibe that they felt superior to Clarence. Everyone else felt like they were pissed, but they and they were considering getting rid of him, but they were going to work through it. Tom felt like, oh, I know I'm better than this guy, and it didn't. It just it felt gross. Yeah,
1: it's hard to tell because I also felt like he just feels that way about everyone that's younger than him too, though. So it's I I I. There was part of me where like I felt back and forth on him, you know, like I can't tell. Like we'll know, you'll know for sure, like yeah, in another episode true. or two, right? <laughs> like you'll be able to tell what this guy's deal is, but like Clarence really truly seemed to me like someone that just. He made a a a mistake. He was a deceitful. Like he knew what he was doing. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. an accident. No, but it was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. I think if he could go back and undo it, I think he would. And part of me believes that he's going to like really up his game for the rest of the season and not be that guy again. I hope so. But I could be wrong. But that's that's the vibe I got. Like he truly seemed like I fucked up because he tried to deflect. He tried to say that she asked for the food. We don't know because we didn't get to see that interaction. And that's where I feel kind of lied to. And I wish they had showed it to us. But yeah, I that's the kind of believe him.
2: That's the difference between old Survivor and modern Survivor. Is they both have unreliable narrators. But new Survivor will have an unreliable narrator for a reason. They'll and will show you. Yeah, yeah, they'll come back and yeah. be like, ho ho, there's this thing that we didn't show you and then we'll show you.
0: Yeah, and so for context, we get our first immunity challenge. What did you guys think of the challenge? It's not the great. same. It's the fire yeah. challenge again. It's. it's I not... liked it better than the fire challenge in season two. Yeah. I liked the cart better than like the, like three legs of like different boats across rivers they did in season two. It looked really hard. Oh yeah, this is physical to the T. It's just, but it's just like as a unit the bad game design was uh, it's just like
1: physical mostly you know and there's
0: there were several times where the path is only wide enough for one of the carts at a time so you can't even pass them like you're just getting it through as long as you're keeping pace like you're not you can't overtake them in those times so what's the point i
1: also found it visually uninteresting you know watching the current seasons I continued to think to myself, like, oh, I I wish they dressed these up a little bit more to make them look like they fit in with the world a little bit more. And now seeing season three, where it's like there's no color, like there aren't like these big signs, like nothing's like popping. And it's like everything is just like raw materials. I'm like, actually, I was wrong. That isn't something I want to see. I think it's boring. It's kind of ugly and it's much less fun. And it makes us just look even more brutal. Like we're just putting people in like a position of like, tough manual labor so that they can go back to their like shitty living space (laughs) afterwards and
0: have no water yeah
2: when they're already dehydrated and it shows because uh, so diane passes out like she's going down toward the end of this challenge anyway yeah and that's probably the reason why simbaru pulls ahead at the end it's just physically gassed can't do it anymore
1: yeah, it's because they didn't have any fucking water,
2: because, <laughs> yeah. like, well, oh, it out. man.
0: Which you should make a quick note that Baran, I don't remember who it was on Baran, took apart a telescope that they had given to no, watch that, out for. that was Simbaru. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, said... oh, no, I said Baran. Yep, Sumbara uh, took apart a telescope, thank you. To... Was that
1: a personal item someone had?
0: No, they said it was given to them to watch for wildlife oh, approaching funny. on them. <laughs> yeah, they, they opened the medical kit, and it was in the medical kit for whatever reason. Wild. I think it was. Who was it that did that? It was one. It was either. I want to say it was Lindsay. It was either Lindsay or Teresa. Kim searches the medical kit. Well, I was wrong on both counts. There you go. And then
2: Silas <laughs> uses the lens to start it. Okay. The um,
1: idea so, that like we'd know all of these people's names right. in the first episode—it's you know—it's easier once you get down to like twelve people that are going to matter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that was that definitely helped them in the challenge having water to drink. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And so that's you know after the tribals when we get the bean incident, and then we pretty much go to tribal right away. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna quick wrap a couple of
2: things that I I did want to notice at the very top of the episode. Like you said, we don't see much of the people around here. In this episode, they're in a Jeep driving down the road. And then this guy who is apparently driving the Jeep, it's just like, okay, get out. Down, down, down. down. He's yelling at everyone. Down, 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 down. Get off the Jeep. Okay, bye-bye. Have a nice day. And he just drives away.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Very crazy. unceremonious, the entire introduction.
2: Yeah, yeah, I liked it. But it wasn't it Survivor was yet, you know.
1: Current Survivor, uh-huh. you're on a boat. Very different. Everyone's excited to be there. Old Survivor, it's true. It's they're like, not excited. Good luck. See you later, assholes. <laughs> like, get off, get off the bus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone struggles with fire, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Simbaru actually gets it together with the the lens that anyone gets fire, and they're the only ones that do actually make it work. Yeah. The Immunity Idol, I don't super like the Idol. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's not
0: season one racist. No. At least, like, I I don't know enough about Kenya mm-hmm. to know if the Idol is appropriate to the area they're in. Yeah. But I also don't trust the show to know that. <laughs> so... No, the one in Borneo is just racist. It's just blackface on an idol in Malaysia yeah. for some reason. This one at least, is geographically correct and might be respectful, but I don't I have no way of knowing it It seems
2: pretty locally so like all the everything it's made out of seems pretty locally sourced it's It looks like two children stacked on top of each other. Again, a little totem-esque, which is the part that I'm not super thrilled with. Grass hair. But again, we're not experts on African culture, so we're not going to dig in and say, yeah, they're wrong. How dare they? And we talked about the challenge. Really? And then we get to immunity. Not immunity. We get to tribal council. Mm -hmm. And there's not a whole lot here other than the Bean incident.
0: Yeah, they want to get rid of Clarence because of the Bean incident. They cannot because of his physical strength. And I think, what, Clarence gets two votes from Diane and Tom? Diane and
1: Tom. That's it.
0: Yeah. Tom will absolutely try to drive
2: this man into the ground Mm -hmm. before he will let up on this Bean incident.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is not the last time that the bean incident will come up, I imagine, I, in this season. I can't imagine. I uh, mean,
1: Ethan, interestingly, who's the one person who saw him eat the second cherry, he could have buried him here, right? Like, Ethan yeah. could have just been like, well, I saw you eat that second cherry, and then you ate the beans. Like, I wanted to give you benefit of the doubt, but you showed that, you, you know, you're not serving it. But instead, he's just like, Diane's got to go. We need Clarence. Like, I'm not going to forget he did that, but it seems like his own tribe out. is going to if, yeah.
0: if they have the power the merge his own tribe's going to turn on him. Yeah. Um, but it also tells
1: you Ethan's smart. He's not just good-looking. Yeah. Looking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Ethan Ethan is like I said, he if if Sumbaru does Actually, I'm going to say this. S- Sumbaru if if Sumbaru's in charge, Silas is my winner pick. If not, it's Ethan. Because if if uh if Boran's in charge, then I guess I don't really see how they get rid of mm. get rid of him. Mhm. That's, that's the way too early winner prediction for you. I love a way too early winner prediction. You've <laughs> saved me a sec- a segment. <laughs> I'm
2: glad. Cool. And then the only other thing I wanted to talk about was the, what,
0: what do you feel about the apology made at Tribal Council? It's, he's already apologized. So it just feels like the same apology again. You, this is the, okay, it, I'm telling the story to Jeff. But I need
2: national everyone to be a part of this apology.
0: Yeah, it it it's fine. Like I I can tell he feels bad. It was very obviously a yeah. dumb mistake. He feels trapped.
1: That's and the important it, thing though. Right? It feels like, you like it just felt move more on. sincere.
0: Yeah, it definitely did feel more sincere. At, at by that point in the episode, I was like, okay, I've now heard him apologize four times. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I get it. Let's move past. Show me the votes. Yeah. But
1: but when they weren't at Tribal, when they were first talking about it, it was mostly deflection. It, yeah. And it, it was, was like, I time. did this for her. I did this for her. And then there it was like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done this. Like, you know, like he he only tried the, to deflect one time there. And then he was like, you're right. Like, I shouldn't have eaten it. I'm sorry I ate it. I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry. Like, he very much was like, I can't screw around like this. Like this is definitely a fuck around, find out environment on Survivor.
0: In Tribal Council, you feel the weight of it.
2: Yeah. Diane gets six votes. Ethan, Clarence, Kim, Jay. Have to be specific. Kim, mm-hmm. Jay, Lex, Kelly, and Jesse all vote Diane. And Clarence gets Tom and Diane's vote. We will not see any more of Diane. This Shocking. The end of Diane. Uh, how do you think Diane would
0: fare on a a modern season? I don't know, because she just got dehydrated and passed yeah. out. And then, like, I, okay, wait, I didn't talk to her. She'd about also this.
1: be 63 now.
0: She, Her ceiling, to me, is kind of like a goat that gets dragged along, because she doesn't do anything, no. and is just kind of dehydrated and sad. But, like, that's—I don't have anything to go off of, because the environment took her out before the votes did. Yeah.
1: Which is surprising, because she's a mail carrier, right? So she should yeah. have— she should have, like, very good endurance and stamina, like you would think. But I guess, like, if a lot of male carriers are primarily just driving to locations, like, I, you know, you don't know what her role is. But I would have thought, by that occupation, she would have more stamina. She would be smarter about, like, oh, I'm on my feet a lot, right? Like, yeah. I know how to walk. I know how to—and then here she is just laying out, like, you know, again, turning into human jerky, like, right on the, on the middle of the show. It, I was surprised by that because herself you
0: know, too far. Maybe I,
2: yeah. I wonder if during that opening walk segment, if she pushed too hard, cause she did seem like she was trying to lead that group. Yeah. And really set a pace. And I think if I they didn't
1: pour that water out, Diane would still be sitting on the group. I I mean, I it's possible the other, they would have still voted her gone. out, but
0: I think if, yeah. no, I think if they didn't pour the water out that they would the have, they could they have, they could have, they could have, they did we never see medical crews tend to her no they just kind of the the cast carries her away yeah and i was like do we where the doc where's the doctor no i think not? until i'm sure it's it, off camera
1: until someone's like passing out or something they don't even bother
0: yeah yeah i guess
2: <laughs> right
1: because it's just like I'm uncomfortable
2: yeah it's mm, we don't want to see it out of sight out of mind yep before we get to your protagonist, I did want to talk about that challenge because there is a cameraman in the shot, but wearing mm. like full camo. I missed it. It's, it's real quick. It's at the very start of the challenge. Go back and watch it. They, he says go, and then they start hauling their cart, and then they pan across, and cameraman in full camo, standing in the grass, is like, oh, don't look at me. <laughs> That's
0: great. hilarious. It's great. I love it. And then finally... Your protagonist of the episode. I mean, yeah, it's got to be Clarence. Not for good reasons, but he is the one who drives the action of the episode. His actions have the biggest impact, even if it doesn't end up with him going home. Yeah, so where's Diane now?
2: Diane is retired. Mm. Diane, just like in the show, retired a little earlier than expected. Uh, Was meant to, after her 55th birthday was set to retire and one month before her retiring date, she broke her foot
0: and had to retire early. (laughs) Oops. That's like the cop getting shot on the shows. It's like, I was one week from retirement.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm too
0: old for this shit.
2: Okay. There's uh... honestly not a whole lot about her.
0: It makes sense. A first boot on a season that I can't imagine is, is a lot of people's favorites. That makes sense.
2: Interesting comment about the beam gate is Ooh. she from her perspective this is way past game and this is only her perspective i don't have anything from clarence he she says he wanted it i was laying in the dirt sleeping he asked <laughs> like me if i wanted knew how the it. can opener worked i told him to put it in back and wait uh, and wait to the others for them to come back he figured it yeah. out he gave me two fingerfuls of beans and ate the rest Ew. and buried the can <laughs> and told me not to tell anyone
0: wow wild that she makes I feel it like it would have been a good reason.
1: singer like the episode ends they should have showed like the clip of that to the audience yes. of like you know like that's something that like would happen today yeah. but wouldn't have happened back then and that would have been great to see
2: or at least show him burying
0: the can yeah yeah that's as incriminating as it gets oh yeah because they yeah. asked him like where's this can then he's like oh i was i was walking i threw it and it's like all right dude you're a liar
1: burying the can is kind of crazy <laughs> like that's kind of a crazy move to paul yeah i did forget about that i forget that he said like he carried it with him and then he threw it away Yeah, which is again very incriminating very incriminating yeah. this seems like a dangerous uh segment how often or has it not happened yet where you're like what are they doing today it's like ooh, they are not here anymore
2: we've because
0: the show's have- old
2: yeah We've only had one person die on us so far.
0: Oh my god. Uh, yeah,
2: BB. BB. Made oh rest yes, in peace. actually, he's he's right up here. For our audio listeners, which is everyone, you can't see this, but we have our, our BB shrine right behind me. Oh, here. he's in
1: good company.
0: He is, with yeah. Yoshi. Yeah. As a bit, I printed him out.
1: <laughs> Br- great.
0: It's beautiful. Great. For this audio-only medium. <laughs> <laughs> We're... fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Uh,
2: Cool. Any final thoughts before we wrap this episode? Thank you for being here, Christian. Oh,
1: thank you guys for having me. I've been uh, Survivor obsessed for the last few weeks. Very excited to break into the... I'm watching the current season, so I did a a crazy thing. My friend told me, like, you should get back into Survivor. I was like, all right. And he told me, don't go all the way back because it's not as gaming. It's just not as fun. And he was like, start in the 30s. So I literally just... (laughs) I watched season 34 first, which is a crazy thing to do because it's, like, all returning people. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, it was like, I watched all these people who have already been on the show (laughs) first, but it was such an incredible season, and it's it's the Game changer season. I'm not going to say anything that happens in it, but then after I watched it, I was like, wow, that was so good, so then... I watched the current one so that I could be caught up with what's currently happening. And then I went to 20 and I've been making my way up. And I finally passed 34. I'm on 38 right now. So I've only got a few left. I might fill in the gaps. I haven't decided if I want to go back and watch 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. I might also just watch like a YouTube like recap of what happened on that season with those people. Mm -hmm. Haven't decided just because these again, these older seasons, they're they're much just meaner. They're just much, yeah. <laughs> you know...
0: <laughs> you can listen to our podcast when we get there.
2: <laughs> it is going to feel like a halfway point. It You throw in things like hidden immunity idols or mm-hmm. more twists.
1: Yeah, more better rewards.
2: Yeah. It's halfway between... the games they, better. They, they get past the, oh, they're just trying to not die. And they get more into gameplay. But it's still not quite
0: there. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So i'm I'm excited i might just rewatch a bunch of this season just to like skim through it because i'm just curious now it is starkly different from the modern show mm-hmm. so yeah Wonderful. thank you guys for having me this was a blast
2: my pleasure uh anything that you would like to promote we'll go christian talk, talk about you talk about the things that you're doing
1: i mean the only thing i'd really promote would be the unranked podcast right now that is it's just you could search for unranked on whatever podcast platform you want it'll be there we talk about video games and a bunch of other nonsense and bullshit. Uh, my buddy Tom, he works at uh, Gamespot. He's one of the hosts as well. Dan is one of the hosts who's on a previous episode. So we'll we'll talk about current Survivor on there from time to time. Um, and we do like a game every episode. But uh, yeah, that's the only thing. Otherwise, right now I'm I'm basically just honestly like I, I've been looking like at the producers and like the production teams and I've been like reaching out to people because I'm like trying to figure out how I go work on this show now because I really want to work
2: yes. on this show.
1: <laughs> that's uh, so if anyone is listening and you uh are involved in survivor production let me know
2: <laughs> please give, give my man a job and
1: and while i still have it i guess i you can find me at christian underscore humes uh on twitter i guess or whatever other social media things uh, while that platform still exists <laughs>
2: <laughs> jared anything you want to promote today I would like to promote
0: ignoring your conservative uncle at Thanksgiving. This seems like a very specific scenario. Mm. No, I feel like I feel like everyone's got that uncle. Okay. Um, and like they are gonna be allowed at Thanksgiving, but like, it's just not worth it. Like, you don't need to yeah. argue with them. Just like let them rant and rave. Today.
1: Yeah. Or just start your own Thanksgiving traditions with people that you want to be around is another man. thing. If that's an option for you. It's also an option. <laughs> cut, I'm cut those people out of your lives has been generally what my MO has been at this point. <laughs> it's Don't just ignore your <laughs> crazy uncle. Don't see them anymore has been the move I have made <laughs> personally. Always, always options out of... there for you.
2: <laughs> COVID has really pushed the Friendsgiving that I've, I've enjoyed. I mean, oh, being far away from great. family... It is. Yeah. Just you can yeah. it's way less pressure. Yeah. You don't have to go everywhere.
1: You can eat at a normal Just, time. You don't have to have yeah. like some super early dinner. Like I don't know why people eat so fucking I don't know if this maybe this is a regional thing, but for me Thanksgiving and everyone I know Thanksgiving dinners are always so freaking early in the in the day. They're not at like a dinner time and I've never understood it. It seems bizarre to me. Every time since I've done friendsgivings for like the last decade because it's like, I, I, you know, if I'm going to travel back east because my family and everyone is like from New York, I'm going to go for like, you know, Christmas and a year holidays. I'm not going to go for Thanksgiving as well. It's just too much to be traveling like twice, you know, four weeks apart at the end of the year. So I've been doing th- Friendsgiving for like a decade. I think it's way better. It's like, oh, I'll have dinner at like six, not like three <laughs> or four at the latest. Like, I don't know. Old people need to eat early because they get up early and they go to bed early. Yes. I'm not here for that.
2: I am an old person in just that. I just go to bed and wake up early. (laughs) But also, Thanksgiving, it's just an excuse to eat lots of food, get drunk, and watch football.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. It's like your own personal survivor reward.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Except I'm not going to feel miserable afterwards. Yeah. Well, Uh, as miserable. (laughs) I also want to promote the unranked podcast if you haven't given them a chance yet go go listen to them i've been listening to them for years they're coming up on 350 episodes i tapped in around 100 so just thinking how it's so
1: crazy that's been.
2: It's, it's, <laughs> it's i was
1: I, I was a young man when that show started
2: <laughs> yeah i was i was in co- i was driving back from college it was great. It was a good time.
1: I was still working in retail, hoping to work in TV, and now I work in TV. So it's like, you know, it's it's been a very, like Survivor, the farther you go back, the more things change.
2: <laughs> it's all about the growth and the future and where we are now, not where Survivor was at the time.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. that's true.
2: Perfect. Well. Then that'll do it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This is the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast podcast. For my co-host, Jared, and our special guest, Christian Humes, I don't know how we're going to wrap this around. Jared, you want to try this? Well, you didn't say your name yet. Oh, I'm Steven. (laughs) And for my host, Christian Humes, and my special guest, Steven, this is Jared. That confused the hell out of me. Christian, you want to give this a try?
1: Sure. And uh, for my host, Jared, this is Christian Humes. I'm not sure exactly what
0: this is. Nailed it. (laughs) Brilliant. Bye-bye.